Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With former Blue Superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. Happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. We are going to be joined by Derek Gould. He's the Cardinals beat writer for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. He is out in San Diego where he's going to be taking in this Padres versus Cardinals series firsthand. Derek, always appreciate the time, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you, gentlemen? Doing very well. So let's start with what was the news of the day yesterday. Early in the day, uh, we got the news that it was going to be KK and then Jack Flaherty and then Adam Wainwright as the Cardinals three starters for the series. And then later, by the end of the day, you reported, as others did when you talked to the Cardinals, that it is actually going to be KK, then Adam Wainwright, then Jack Flaherty as the starters in the series. Uh, from what you understand, what went into that decision and the change from the middle of the day to where we were at the end of the day yesterday? I, I, we haven't had a chance to sort of get a clarification on that, except for it just might have been someone misspeaking. I know that the first one came from a live appearance, I believe Mike Schilt did on MLB Network, and he just might have, you know, recited it wrong. That's not unusual. Um, but we'll get more clarification on that today. I do know that you know, the decision to go with Kim was made over the previous 24 hours for the game one. Part of that had to do with the opponent that they are going to face. Um, you know, the Cardinals had Jack Flaherty set up to go game one. He would have been on full rest. Um, the plan, from my understanding, leading into this postseason was always to have Wainwright there for game two. Um, his schedule has really kept on that same beat and um, have all, has always been kind of triangulated towards that game too. One of the things that they could work with was they knew when the series was going to start. You know that that was something that was like kind of a known for every team because of this odd bracket format. Or I guess I shouldn't say odd. This new bracket mm. format. <laughs> they they knew they knew when the games were going to come. It wasn't like well, if you play San Diego, it's going to be here. You, you play LA, it's going to be here. You have a one game playoff, it's going to be there. Um, and they kind of dismissed the Detroit doubleheader as that they would deal with that when they got to it. But they had Wainwright targeted um, really for a while for that game two. They had Flaherty decided for game one. But when it's the Padres and you have to choose between a Jack Flaherty who has been inconsistent, um, has been searching for it a little bit, had that last chance there against the Brewers to really go out and dominate and pitch the game that they needed that night that would have gotten them into the postseason, and he did not. Um, versus a guy like Kim who's pitched really well but also has deception on his side and newness on his side and being a lefty on his side. And if you're looking for an edge against the Padres in game one, which can be so pivotal in a three-game series, really, um, 
you want to find that edge where you can. And while the Padres hit well against lefties, you know, as far as league average, there's a there's a downturn between righty and lefty, and there's definitely a downturn between a righty that they know and they've seen before, who is also sort of searching for it, and a lefty who has pitched well, who they haven't seen before, who is funky as all get out and can make guys uncomfortable. Now, Derek, look, we talk about the Padres and their batting and all that. I, I got to ask you here because I'm looking nationally, and like nobody's having a lot of love for the St. Louis Cardinals in this Correct. series. I mean, almost everybody that you pull up on Twitter or whatever search engine you're using is picking the Padres in this series. And I, I mean, I, I kind of get it, but overall, Derek, if the Cardinals are going to win this series, what are they going to have to do to prove all these people wrong? Well, uh, find some way to score a few runs um, because their pitching should be good enough to hold off the Padres. Um, you know, Padres have a pitcher-friendly ballpark, and that's actually one of the reasons why they've been so impressive is they've been able to thunder away and be very good offensively despite playing half of their games here at Petco Park. And they have this really strong pitching group, too, to go with it that takes advantage of it. Now, they have fair questions as far as the health of their pitching staff. That's a reality coming in. You know, two of their best starters are coming off um, shortened appearances or injury concerns or both. Uh, you know, you got Clevenger who got a cortisone shot and you got Lamette who has bicep issues. So um, for the Cardinals, they, they have, they, they can at least maybe try to claim the pitching edge a little bit. And you can see them doing that by arranging their rotation, like we just talked about. And they just then have to find a way to score runs. It's, it is entirely possible that, you know, the Cardinals lose this series because they don't score more runs than they have games. Um, you just don't know with the Cardinals' offense. And, you know, the pitching could be superb, and it could get two runs of support. So for them to to win, they they got to provide the, the pitching that they, they expect to get, that they are likely to get, and even a pitching edge that they might have with some semblance of an offense. It doesn't have to be great. It doesn't have to be a, a thunder punch. It doesn't have to be, you know, slam Diego. It just has to be enough. We're talking with Derek Gould, Cardinals beat writer here on 101 ESPN. You can find his work in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch or stltoday.com. Also, give him a follow on Twitter at dgould. Derek, I thought you had a great piece over the weekend about the Cardinals cleanup hitter woes and how they're trying to solve that, and they're basically going with matchups to be able mm -hmm. to figure out what they're going to do in their cleanup spot moving forward. Dylan Carlson got his opportunity in that spot over the weekend. Do you think we could see more of that in this series against the Padres for Carlson? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, one of the reasons why you, you saw Dylan Carlson in that game against the Brewers hints at one of the reasons why you'll see him again, you know, in that spot here during the playoffs, and that's because of bullpenning. So Craig Council is very gifted as a manager when it comes to, okay, I have 12 pitchers. I don't have to use them in the traditional order in which we always have. I can find different ways to do that. And he's really sold that team on the notion of not your role, but your outs, get your outs. And while roles manifest because of that, you know, they surface and, you know, guys create kind of their roles with their performance. And eventually there's a traditional closer and all that stuff in a game like that. in a game like Sunday, um, you know, with the rested bullpen that he had because of what Woodruff did the day before, um, he was he could be ultra aggressive with his pitching. And the Cardinals knew that. The Cardinals expected that. I mean, the world expected that. That's what Craig Council does. 
So what they did was they put a switch hitter at cleanup in Dylan Carlson because that can throw off the matchups, right? Like it's very difficult if, if the Cardinals, because of the number of switch hitters they have, they can go Tommy Edmond two, they can do Dylan Carlson four, and they can do Dexter Fowler six. And that assures that no, no, nowhere in that top group there is that pitcher going to come in and face the handedness that he's assigned to face, if that makes sense, right, because of the three-batter minimum. So that that's a big element here, especially as you consider, you know, the bullpenning that we're likely to see. Now, don't know what Jace Tingler is going to be like um, in the in the postseason. I, candidly, I don't know that because I haven't seen him in it and really haven't seen a whole lot of the Padres except for on TV. Um, has been able to get good starting pitching from Lamette Davies, um, you know, and then Clevenger when he came aboard from Cleveland. So where is the bullpen now? The Padres bullpen has been better lately. Um, a lot of their success pitching-wise is based on the starting time. So maybe they won't be as aggressive, but it's the postseason, and we're going to find out how Tingler approaches that, and the Cardinals can counter by having these switch hitters to give him something else to think about. All right, Derek, I got uh... – a couple of questions regarding some of the lineup as we head into game one for the Cardinals tomorrow is, who, in your opinion, of course, who do you think we see at third base and who do you think we see at DH to start this series? Great questions. Um, it sure seems like you have Tommy Edmond at third base uh, because you'll want Harrison Bader out there in center field at this place and Dylan Carlson then in left and Dexter Fowler in right. Um, I think I think DH is a real interesting question. Um, you know, it, it, it probably bends towards Matt Carpenter at this point. Um, but, you know, it, some of it will depend, too, on what the Padres eventually do with their pitching and, and what the Cardinals expect from them. Um, you, you, you have three candidates, basically, for that DH spot, Brad Miller, Matt Carpenter and Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill had a really good game there Sunday, um, had the key steal, worked his way back from an 0-2 count to take a walk and sort of fits into that hot hand aspect that Schilt has really been going with here recently. Um, but I, I think, you know, when you, when you look at the left-right matchups, familiarity, what they could do with having Carpenter work counts in, toward the back end of the lineup, another lefty for them to consider, you know, it just, I think it lines up for him to make that start at DH. Derek, this series is so fascinating to me uh, in so many different ways, but at least in part because this was a shortened, condensed season and the Cardinals mm -hmm. needed to learn so much about this roster, both for now and for the future. And now you're into the postseason where it's a three-game series and you want to take so much away from the playoffs, but it's a, it's a three-game series. How much do you think what we see in this series against the Padres could um, show us the direction that the Cardinals are going to have to go in the offseason? How much do you think we can learn about this team in this three-game set, in your opinion? I would suggest not much. And, I mean, not much that we don't already know, right? If they pitch well, okay, confirmation of the fact that they pitch well. If they don't pitch well, then confirmation that, hey, look, it's a short series. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you saw for two months how what their pitching depth is. And we already know going into 2021 how that pitching depth is uh, kind of compromised already because Hudson will be out 
Um, Michaelis will be coming back from injury. Don't know what Adam Wainwright will be. He's a free agent. So, you know, the, this, the next three games aren't going to change the look of that pitching. And if they don't score, then it's confirmation of the fact that, okay, well, yeah, they couldn't score. They haven't been able to score for the past two seasons. And they got, had that exposed by the, the uh, Washington Nationals, who had one of the best pitching staffs just blaze a path through the postseason all the way to the championship and, you know, historically silenced the Cardinals in the process. So was the offense as bad as it was in last year's NLCS all along? No, but that was just an acute example of the search that they needed for their offense. And we got confirmation and, you know, valid whatever you want to do and more evidence this season that the route they went did not produce the results that they wanted. So here they are again, three games is going to change that. If they go out and hang 10 on the Padres, um, you know, in one game, what's the difference between that and what they did in the first inning against the Braves last year in the NLDS, right? Was that the offense they are? No, that's the offense they were that day. That's not the offense that they are, and that's not what they should go into the offseason thinking that they have. So I think, you know, this postseason – you know, this season has not given the Cardinals the look that they wanted, the long look that they wanted at guys, um, but it has given them enough of a look that they know Dylan Carlson is a part of their team every day next year, that they know that some of the outfielders that they wanted to give a chance to this season got that chance briefly and probably won't be with the team next year or will be in part of a part-time role. Um, I mean, individually, guys like Harrison Bader could go off and, have a great October and change the Cardinals mind or at least influence their mind for what his role is in 2021. That's like an individual who has a month here to really stake a case and could change that perception of him or change the plans for him. But as a group, like you were saying, I I don't think that you can draw much from it because the Cardinals did that once. And they actually did that once in relation to San Diego. They did that in 2006 when an 83-win team came here to San Diego, played well, got their bounce, found their pep, and went off into you know, the, the World Series and won the championship, and they kept the band together. They said, that's the, they said the October team is the team that, that, that they were, not the 83-win team, and they brought all those guys back for 2007 for an encore And by October, they had a losing record and a new general manager. And that's the last time they had a losing record. So I would suggest that they learn from that experience and not do the same thing again. Well, Derek, we're looking forward to all of your coverage in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. We'll be following you on Twitter as well, at DGool throughout this series. Always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for joining us today, and we'll talk with you again soon. Enjoy yourself out in San Diego. Stay safe, man. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Have a great day. Enjoy all the baseball tomorrow. Absolutely. Same to you. That's Derek Gould joining us here on 101 ESP. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.